In this episode, we will be talking about extraterrestrials, interdimensionals, and what role they play in our awakening journey. Now, it may seem they're separate issues, but rather, they're very much interrelated and overlapping. And our guest today to talk about this is accelerator expert, speaker, and founder of Lightbody Academy, Christina Schwind. All right, we have Christina, founder of Lightbody Academy, back on today. And this one, we are going to talk about ETs. Yes, that's right, extraterrestrials and interdimensional beings. Um, you may think it's impossible or not, but let's just see what Christina has to say because she has connections uh, with quite a few beings. So, Christina, what is your definition of extra extraterrestrials? Tongue twister there. Um, and what's the difference between extraterrestrials and interdimensional beings? Because I, I hear there's a difference. I'm not yeah. quite sure what. Maybe right. you can clarify that for us. Yes, yes, yes. Well, um, my definition as a multidimensional is definitely different than maybe what a mainstream definition would be. So I'm going to, so on the mainstream level, the um, extraterrestrial means a physical corporeal as in a being with a body from another planet, star system, universe, galaxy in a ship coming to our planet or coming to our planet via wormhole portal stargate so that's what uh mainstream would i would is calls um, extraterrestrial so interdimensional are beings that may have a body or not they may be in an, they may be a con individuated consciousness or not and they reach us through they can also reach us through uh uh things that look like ships plasma orbs stuff like this, but they can also communicate to us directly via our own ability to pick up on, on those frequencies that I call them the galactic highways of light. Uh, and then we have other kinds of, uh, ways of connecting interdimensionally. Um, but interdimensionals in general don't necessarily mean they're from another universe or planet. They, it often does but it doesn't necessarily mean that. And that's because we have the natural world. The natural world is full of beings that are interdimensional, but have been on this planet a lot longer than humans have. So uh, there's there's that kind of um, interdimensionality. Um, and the reason why I say a multidimensional's definition is different than a mainstream understanding, that's because we understand the much bigger scope of life on this earth. For example, most of the races of human on this planet are not indigenous to this planet. They were brought here. And this is told to us by the stories of the Hopi and the Inca and the Maya and the um, Cherokee. Uh, and even Asia, the Asian Indian, um, the Bhagavad Gita tell us this too. So, uh, so a multidimensional is aware of, of life in a much different narrative than the mainstream. So quite literally all of us who aren't um, Australian Aborigine are aliens, ETs to this world. Ooh, yes, that's a good point. It's like, <laughs> what's the origin? Where where did we really come from? <laughs> right, right, right. And, 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 and there's also, it's up for discussion who the original human is. Right. Uh, exactly. Right, because there's, um, a lot of people would say that the Africa was the original race, but if you talk to the, uh, the African indigenous, trace their origins back to Cirrus. Just like, you know, if you go to um, 
a Native American or South American indigenous, they trace their lineage back to the Pleiades. Uh, the Norse God traced their lineage back to, uh, you know, to another star system. So <laughs> Jeez, is there anybody that's, uh, <laughs> Like, that's exactly my point. Are there any true um, right. indigenous earthlings left on this planet? <laughs> well, Earth, I guess, is pretty young compared to other star systems. So. Mm. In this version, yeah, in this version, absolutely. Um, when I say this version, it's because the consciousness of this Earth has been... Um, See, we're going deep into interdimensional talk already. The consciousness of this earth didn't wasn't in this original form. This is a, this is a form after a fall of consciousness has happened. So... That, that's a whole nother conversation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so why yeah. is it important for humanity to develop um, peaceful interspecies relations? I mean, from what I know, I'm sure that's what they want as well. Um, but especially now, why is it important for us to tune into that connection? Right. Well, because our training and our belief systems um, can't help but make enemies out of things that are different from us. You know, um, I don't know if you've ever seen that that movie Avatar. Remember that? Oh, movie? I love the that book? one. Yeah, yeah. But, he, but he made that point in that movie. He's like, if they have something you want, you make them an enemy. So you have a reason to wipe them out and take their stuff. You know, yeah, that that's a deep seated program within humanity. So um, shame. Yeah, because it's not true. That's not our true nature. Our true nature is very soft and sensitive and graceful. Like we are creators to bring beauty and um, miracles right forward. And and so our, our, our focus and our will has been kind of hijacked in that way. But um, so that's why it's important for us to have these relationships so we can know who we are in relationship to the star beings of the Pleiades or even the humanoids from the Pleiades. We can know who we are in relationship to um, the creator beings that um, designed this different biosuits of this planet. You know, when we, when we discover who we are in relationship to this and we actually take that step further and define what our relationship is ourselves, like we are the ones who define that, not it given to us, you know, then, you know, we, reclaim being really powerful sovereign creators and then we are equals in the stage of as a galactic citizen not a dumbed down slaves warring species right right yeah so that's why that's why it's really important to because we don't want to perpetuate more right more war more suffering more things to fight over more people to oppress really do we need to do that as a multi-dimensional i'm like the story is so old we can move on now <laughs> agree yeah agree yeah. and that's why i always thought there is the connection between extraterrestrials extra i was just gonna say ets um and our awakening journey is pretty much it overlaps mm-hmm. right yes it does um it may seem like it's separated but from even from what you just said it's it's very much overlaps and i think um that we have a lot to learn from them i mean at least the the good ones. <laughs> yeah. What's your thoughts on that? Oh my gosh, we do have a lot to learn from them. And really, once we learn our true history and who we truly are, that's going to be enough to wake up a lot of people. That's that's why I'm seeing it. It's like it doesn't matter how shut down you are. When you when the collective wakes up to the truth of who we really are by just listening to the history, their his, their recorded history that they have of humanity. I mean, that is, is such a massively activating experience. It actually activates your light body, activates things within your bio suit, energetically, spiritually. So, uh, yeah, that, that alone will wake us up. The 
uh, I mean, there's so many pieces to this. Uh, where do they get, where do like people get access to this information though? Right. Cause there's a lot of BS out there. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's the trickery. Uh, that's, there's always truth. What the really most engaging stories has truth woven in with lies <laughs> and, and they're funded by people, right. They're funded by organizations mm-hmm. that make them really big names when they're really not actually authentic people that that's been revealed many times in the, in the whole disclosure movement um, and in the spiritual movement. I mean, <laughs> it's everywhere, right? So um, this is why we need to really develop our truth compass so we can feel inside of our own bodies what a truth is and what's not. And, and you know, getting to that point about good and bad, that is actually extremely, extremely um, uh, subjective because many of us in, uh, that are embodying human biosuits right now have a long, long history with the star nations involved with this planet and the unfolding of life, a long history, which means we've been on all sides of the fence of creation of the systems here on this planet. We're not just these humans that are a victim of these systems. No, 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 no. We are much vaster than that. And really we're here because we were a part of the development of that. Right. So when you have um, really uh, stories like those nasty reptilians, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Their agenda in the human form probably is not going to be in your favor as a human. But when you look and when you go to the soul's journey and you look at your relationship with that being, you realize you guys have been incarnating many times over in different kinds of races. And previously you were the oppressor in a different bio suit. Right. <laughs> so, so uh, to, to, to blanket good or bad, right or wrong, does a disservice because there's some people here that are here to unravel the trauma drama created by those by those races. So which means their interactions with those races aren't necessarily going to be hostile. They're going to be insightful and showing them really important things that have given them breakthroughs and transformations in their lives. You see. So so this is that this is that that lies woven into in the truth with the disclosure movement that there is inherently evil and inherently bad ETs. And it's not that cut and dry. That's like, that's like categorizing people by their, the color of their skin. Like all people of this skin color are bad and all people of this skin color are good. Hell no, that's not the truth. <laughs> right? It's like, wait a minute. There's a lot of different reasons and agendas going on in all those races. <laughs> and then, and there's not even just, um, um, isolated interaction. We all mingle each other. So mingle with each other and we, you know, share DNA and we, and we interbreed and we become, we create a whole new races that's happened too. So you have human reptilianoids, you have insectoid reptilians. Yes. Yes. And that's the thing, like the, the labels that go with that is, Oh, the hybrids, this hybrid program is a bad thing. And, and like you said, like when you really step out and look at the bigger picture, it's like, well, since we've all pretty much played both sides of the coins at one point, is, uh, what's your thoughts on the, on the hybrid programs? Are they good? Are they, are they bad? I don't even want to, I don't even want to say the term good and bad anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause you realize how much it dumbed down the, the question, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, the, but that's the whole point of good and bad. That's It's just categorize it like that. That way we don't have to talk about it and go into true understanding. It could be this is bad and this is good. And this is my story on why it's bad. And you should, you should think it's bad too. Right? Yeah. And some yeah. of the most amazing wisdom in, in our lives and in, in our world have, you know, given us stories of why this isn't the truth. I think it's um, um, uh, Elliot that said, don't 
don't live out someone else's story and relationship. Dare to create your own myth, create your own relationship to life and to what is. You know, it's because if you go by the stories mm, of what everybody yeah. else tells you, then you never actually get to allow yourself to have the experience of yeah. what else is possible, right? We, we, we think we're going to repeat the program, but that's, that's, not, that's not necessarily true. Um, and this is what le learning about your sovereignty is all about. And this is why ET interactions have to happen in order for humanity to wake up. So we can like get out yeah. of these old grooves of understandings and wake up to a much broader understanding of what's going on here. What, what's happening on this planet? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, come on now. I mean, I'm seeing, I see UFOs all the time. It's like, it's not a weird thing. And, and people are still acting like it's an, un, it's still an unbelievable thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah. wait a minute, guys. It's like my please. dad. Like that that's only on Star Trek. I'm like, you do realize Star Trek is based on real truth there. <laughs> I know, right? Let's talk about envisioning. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, so it's it's a necessary stepping stone for humanity to reclaim their ability to be a citizen of this of this galaxy, really. I mean absolutely. Yeah. I mean, how, how can we, we can't, we can't keep up this BS and take it out to the universe. It's not going to work. <laughs> it's not. No, I mean, come on. No. <laughs> and what, what are your favorite um, connections that you have with the otherworldly beings? Do you have a favorite or, oh, yeah. or uh, my favorite changes as I grow and change myself. <laughs> um, so my, my, uh, let's start with who I was introduced to first and start with, Ooh, that, yeah. that would probably be easier. So the very first beings that I was introduced to um, were Palladians. These were um, Palladians as they, their connection with the Cherokee lineages. And uh, they, not, all right, so they worked with me a lot, a lot, a lot. And then Syrian beings started to accompany them. And when I say work with me, I'd say, you know, I had a meditation practice, you know, a yoga meditation practice. So I would had an altar space and stuff like this that I would visit every day. And they would come and kind of open up these light chambers for me to sit in or lay in or whatever and, and do work on my system. And it, it became really strong when I was pregnant with my oldest daughter, because um, I mean she's totally, a, totally in that energy. Uh, anyway, so so those were. I also mentioned them because they're they're also most common. They have such a deep, deep relationship with humanity. They are the ones who are easy, the easiest to connect with because they're very close to the human understanding. My favorite for a long time after that, many fast forward, many, many years, my favorite became Sasquatch after that interdimensional beings known as Sasquatch because they um, are, are, they're a part of this nature. They're part of earth. They've been here for millions and millions and millions of years, long before humanity was here, even according to their history. And, mm -hmm. uh, and they have such a beautiful take on what it is to be alive and what it is to be um, a part of nature of this world, you know, which is, you know, being open, really open hearted inside and loving and compassionate to all life. And, you know, they just taught the same thing that similar things that the Pleiadians and Syrians do, but in a much more earth based way, integrated earth way. And they also um, have more freedom of movement than some of the um, interdimensional Pleiadians. Um, there's like frequency fences in this planet and they, they kind of like create zones 
where certain frequencies can't get past. Now that that's that's falling a lot, so they're not as strong as they used to be, but they're still there. So there's certain places that you really can't be reached by these beings, and there's other places where you can be. You, you know what I mean? And Sasquatch kind of had a more freedom of movement, it seemed. So they would actually energetically come into a room of um with people in it right like i'll be there and a bunch of other people to actually come into the room and and be just just phased so they're not physically present but in the room enough where everybody can feel the energy right. of, oh, okay. of their presence you know um the platons don't necessarily do that as much and then uh they can in certain scenes and like if you're in a sacred place like a master built temple or something like that then they would be able to do something like that because the, the the threshold between the realms is is not so big anyway uh so after that you know i did after working with them i my next favorite became the insectoids which is kind of surprising but um because they're not talked about very much but there it's because it's a really really primal strong primal energy and uh, you really have to have certain skill sets in place in order not to get thrown out of whack by their interactions so um so beetle people i absolutely have grown so much affection for and the praying mantis beings so um the praying mantis beings come from different places um different universes alternate universes but they also come from um a version of octurus so um octurans often carry a frequency um, and and so how you get to know these beings all depends on you and your pursuit of the relationship <laughs> right right I, I pursued the relationship because as soon as I was like holy crap this is real <laughs> can on. I come to your party <laughs> yeah right. I'm gonna bring the wine <laughs> yes it definitely had a priority in my world <laughs> <laughs> and the universe organized itself for it to become a priority in my world because right. when, yeah so so that that huge lesson learning synchronicity is everything in this in this world absolutely is everything yes and the one thing that that you know i think a lot of people need to realize like especially with the sasquatch they're portrayed on media as these scary primitive um beings which they are really not um and that you know, make, try to make connections with certain beings shouldn't be feared upon, right? So in right. your case, you clearly were in a space where you're, you know, you're not. Um, but what can you tell with others who may be fearful of, of oh, no, I don't know about these things. So I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not going to go there. Yeah, yeah. So that that's because your pro the programming is in there, the subconscious programming. Um, so there's no easy way around that. You have to change your relationship to fear. So it's no longer the deciding factor on, on what you do. That's, and that's, that's the short answer to your question. Get, get over your fear, figure out who you are in order to be able to not be controlled by fear. You really have to exactly. figure out who you are, right? right. <laughs> so figure yeah. out who you are. And once you got that established now readdress <laughs> that that's, that's my recommendation on that. Uh, and, and there is a lot of, there is a lot of stuff, toxic stuff out there. There's a lot of crazy AX. There's all kinds of interdimensional weirdness out there. Right. Yeah. From, yeah. <laughs> so you definitely want to, um, use discernment but once you get clear on who you are you're clearer on your intent and why you're doing what you're doing mm -hmm. you're not doing it just because it's cool like you right. know kids kids with a ouija board right <laughs> you're oh doing... i remember those yeah 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 me too <laughs> uh so uh yeah instead you're you have a very specific intent 
which is, you know, to cultivate a exospecies relationship uh, or discover what your connections are to your star family. That's a really great um, intent to have. I want to connect with my star family. I want to know who they are. Start off in that way. That's, you know, but uh, there's, there's lies at every level. So what's going to happen is you're going to realize no being is 100% in the truth. No being, I don't care who they are. Mm -hmm. Palladians have their slant too. (laughs) It doesn't, doesn't mean I'm not going to talk to them anymore. It's just that I understand now that they got a slant (laughs) and and that's okay. Cause I have a slant, right? I have my perspective. I have my, my uh, ideas and visions and agendas that I want. Right. So Mm -hmm. everybody, so it kind of gives everybody individuality freedom of to be who they are and how they are in, in their authentic nature. So once you, so in that getting to know yourself and being clear on who you are, it's trial by fire, you know, and it is. You, the discernment it, is like, yeah, you're right. It's, it's, it's crucial in this, if you want to play, right. And if there is no right and wrong and where you want to play, but at least as long as you have the discernment, then you can decide and choose for yourself if, okay, I can play in this playground. Mm-hmm. Or I'll go over there and play in this playground, but I don't see it as being right or wrong because right. And I guarantee you, you'll make mistakes. Yeah, for we, sure. we all will. For you know, sure. I've gone to, I've done things, gone to places, and afterwards, and I'm like, yeah, that was a bad idea. <laughs> no, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like now I got to go in the astrals and fight for that part of me back. <laughs> you know, because I got hijacked or something. It's like, oh man. <laughs> But at the same time, that doesn't scare me because I know it happens. You know what I mean? It's like I notice the fact is I I know I'll notice, you know, (laughs) now that I'm noticed, I can fix it. I can I can go back and and correct the correct what happened there. And and I learned something about myself in that way. I'm like, wow, you know, I I did that because there was some part of me that didn't trust myself or I did that because there was some part Mm. of me that felt like I couldn't do it on my own or whatever, you know. Right. And so it's a really insightful lesson. You know? And I love that approach that you have because it's it's not you don't take yourself so seriously, which is <laughs> I think makes you glide through these kind of realities easier. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There, there's a humiliation ritual that used to happen um, in indigenous circles. Well, not not all or any. I can't say for all, but in the specific um, stories that were shared with me uh, from Barbara. Uh, she was trained as a Cherokee medicine uh, uh, record keeper, which means she had to keep her multidimensional awarenesses open in order to have these records to share, right? So she never lost it. Um, she was trained by her grandfather. But that's one of the first things that would happen when you go into the 4D realms, which is the gateway to all these other realms, is that you go through a humiliation ritual where they show you what an ass you are. Like you, you're, you're just freaking clueless. What are you doing here? You're an idiot. You have no clue what's beyond that veil. What do you, know? you think you have a clue, <laughs> you know, and then you, you got to stay through you, you, If you survive that, which, you know, some will run and some will stay, right. If you, if you sit through that and you can truly see the truth of that and accept the truth of that, that you're clueless and you're very limited what you can experience. Then you can go on to the next. That's like you're, you have to pass that, that humility, that humility ritual. Yes. And then you can now, go on to the next stage. It? Right. Is it, is it worth it? it? <laughs> right. Is that something that's going to, are you, is that going to, do you mind getting dressed, having a dressing down so painful it takes you years to get over it? <laughs> <laughs> this is why it's commitment. It's, you know, it's the eco driver is, has it all bass backwards. It's really the one in the, yeah. in the, 
yeah, it's one in the in the child seat. And we're trained to think that that's the part of us that's in charge. And it's so not the truth. And ET communication shows you that so clearly that there's yes. so much more going on than what you could, what your eco driver can even begin to dream of, you know? Oh so. my gosh. That's a, that's just a thought. In another episode, we're have to, we'll have to go through uh, the universal language of telepathy. Ah, that's yeah. uh, a key skill to have. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the Sasquatch talk about that too. Um, they train humans. Once you befriend a Sasquatch, they will train you on your, on how to accelerate your psychic abilities that the, they do. They did with me. And I mean, they've done that with um, other people in the Academy too. It's like, they kind of like adopt a human. They, you know, of course it's one that has a resonance or agreement or whatever. They kind of adopt mm -hmm. a human into their tribe and then they work with them on a regular basis on how to stay open and um, in their truth, in the face of the unknown, how to, how to uh, telepathy, telepathically perceive beyond mm -hmm. just the movie. Cause a lot of people stop with the movie, but there's so much more telepathically you can have. Yes. And, and they're masters of that. They're really, really skilled. Now, is this training, I guess, so to speak, is it done? in a solid form or energetic form, or it depends. It's done through experiences. So you'll just get this intuitive idea that, oh, I feel like I really need to go for a walk in the woods today. And on that walk, something will transpire, something will happen. Something will happen mm -hmm. in 3D, but you'll also have an energetic thing go on. You know, it, they ease you into the process. Um, we have a few, uh, a few um, in the academy that have really blossomed in their, in their interactions with, with these beings um and it's it's a it's amazing because they let her catch them on film like she has little videos of fairies Ooh. and yeah these these orbs coming in and out of this portal in a tree i mean they 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 let her catch things on film and they're in and they communicate with her and show themselves to her and stuff like this it's really neat but you have to, that's a trust that gets built over time yeah you know, so yeah. it does happen 3D, but most of it is in the unseen level. Um, but it does, it doesn't exclude 3D by any stretch of the imagination. It's a part of the human experience. For sure. Oh, yeah. Happen. And that's another thing. When, when people are starting to engage with ETs, they have that ability to know your intention immediately. So you couldn't really hide if you had any ill will towards them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's also part of an ability that people would have when they start to uh, discover their multidimensionality. So it's a, yeah. it's that dialogue yeah. that I find so fascinating. Absolutely. And if you're an empath, man, you're really, you're really scored w with that because you can empathically resonate with their perceptions and their abilities. Mm. So you subconsciously right. start yep. to bring on their own, yeah, their own way of seeing telepathically if you spend enough time around them. You see, that that's, is, that's yes. why. Yes, that's why empathy, being an empath could be a superpower on this level, because you can really up your game as far as learning how to open yourself up and accelerate your consciousness and abilities. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but, I, but I do want to, uh, if I, I do want to mention something about um, negative experiences with ETs. Uh, because yes, I don't want, I don't want to, absolutely. Wanna, yeah, I, I don't want to sound like it, like it doesn't happen, because it absolutely does. For sure, for sure. Um, but the, the thing is, is that you got to get to the reason why it's happening or why it happened past tense, which that opens the door up to some, some things you didn't realize about oneself. Right. So I had for the first, let's say between like 12 and uh, 
two years old, I had almost nightly abduction experiences. Okay. And, uh, not most of them were not rosy, nice experiences. Many of them were highly mm-hmm. traumatic and, uh, and I suppressed those memories. They didn't surface until I was about 36. And when those memories came to surface, it was extremely jarring because I realized that they were doing that, that I was one being taken, but things, they were doing things and, uh, interdimensionally to my system. And th- there was like, some experiments going on and what through the unraveling of that, cause it took me a long time to unravel. Um, that includes, um, two three dimensional experiences with, with a gray, right. And a drone, yeah. um, that, uh, a lot of it was our own government who's reversed engineered ET technology, specifically gray technology and, uh, and was using it to, track uh, those with interdimensional abilities and mm-hmm. this is where the star seeds get got targeted the early ones got targeted with this program i've heard about that yeah yeah well i i, I i've never heard anybody talk about this this is what i discovered in my journey of healing the process of un, uh, reclaiming all those pieces that what that happened all the trauma that happened right so um as i was on unra- in the unraveling process of that i had two physical experiences with s- s- major interdimensional attacks with grays that happened one was with a group of people and one i was by myself with and the one that was that um with a group of people i was outside I was in this place called Crestone where there's a lot of interdimensional activity and UFOs and stuff, a lot of cow mutilations and all that. Anyway, um, I go, I'm outside and they hit me with this technology that instills terror, like it triggers your, your fight or flight response and you're in yeah. your experience extreme terror. And um, because I've done so much of the unraveling from the previous abduction experiences, I knew instantly that I was getting hit with that with that technology. And I'm just like, I'm not going to get, I'm not, I'm not going to, nope, I'm not going to do that. I'm not, <laughs> you know, yeah. so the only thing I had to really counteract that was anger, you know? So, yeah. um, so I'm going to drop, drop an F-bomb because I was just like, yeah, so as soon as that, so that terror hit my adrenaline and everything is going, you know, all that transition is happening. And I look in my rear view mirror and there's a gray standing in the, I can see a gray in the back of my Jeep, like standing in the back outside of my Jeep, you know, and then I can hear the footsteps coming around and I'm just like, and I was frozen in terror, which is, you know, that's a regular response. Right. Yeah. It's fight, yeah. fight, flight or freeze. Right. So I was frozen in terror. And the only way I can get myself out of that freeze was to get angry. Yes. You know, yeah. I, I know. I, so I did, I, I, I looked at him, I looked at him coming through, <laughs> you know, in the mirror coming this like, you know, it was a short, really dark gray kind of buggy kind of eyes. And, and I was just like, fuck this guy, fuck this guy. And I was just like, fuck you. So I just had to get out my anger. And I did. I got out my anger and I opened up the door and I got out of the truck and he was uh-huh. gone and he was totally gone. Right. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I hope that, yeah, I'm thinking, I hope that what that was it. Right. And then I go, I walk into the house where there's a bunch of other people who are also trained in shamanic work, you know, interdimensional work. And uh, I walk into the house and go into my room and my roommate's like, oh, are you okay? How's everything with so-and-so? Because I was on the talking on the phone in the truck. And I started to tell her and then all of a sudden she starts screaming because there's another, the gray, the guy was standing right outside the window. Oh my God. And as soon as she screams, everybody runs into our room and they, they all are saying that they're seeing all these gray guys around. 
you know, and so and so interdimensionally, we got attacked by a whole army of black drones. They're they're drones. They're like um, AI kind of drones. And, yeah. And we had to clean it all up. It's like we had to close the portal. We had to you know just fix how they were able to infiltrate our reality enough to to, to attack us. Right. Right. So we cleaned it all up, and you know and that was that was that um there was a couple more experiences after that but this is why you have to learn who you are so you exactly. realize to know how to address it and exactly they... exactly mm -hmm. so you know exactly that you have all the ability they have without the need of technology to right. clean up what they're doing you know because this is this is interdimensional um they're tearing fabrics of time and space to to make that kind of stuff happen Anyway, so so I don't want to make everybody think that all ETs are going to be benevolent experiences, but even in the shadow experiences, if you are truly showing up for it and unraveling it, it turns you turn it into an empowering experience to the point where mm -hmm. that kind of stuff doesn't touch you anymore because they're not able to infiltrate they're not able to infiltrate your your reality like that, you know? And and so they don't. And that's part of what I teach people how to do is like, once you get those skills, you can really just reclaim that and kick them right out. Yes. Yeah, so tell us about that. So you're in terms of this topic of ETs, how, what do you offer people so they can empower themselves through that, the process of connecting with them? I'm not right. going to say bad or good, but just them. <laughs> right. Right. Well, what do you the, offer? in that case, this is, that's our military. That's our own government, right? Doing that stuff. Really? How how would someone even tell though? <clears throat> yeah, through experience. That's how you tell okay. <laughs> through okay. experience and healing your experience. That's how that's how you figure it out. Um, so, yeah, we do we do. So you have to learn who you are as a multidimensional being in order to have access to these abilities. So we can mm -hmm. open portals, close portals, open stargates, close stargates. Mm -hmm. We can move stargates. We can you know, there's so many things that you can do. And, and I'm not saying you just do it for the sake of doing everything has a very deep purpose. So there's a, there's a big aspect of you that's present while you're doing these things. So it's not the ego driver saying, Oh yeah, I'm going to close the stargate today. No, that's, 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 that's not at all how it Check. is. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Check. I could do that. No, no, no. I mean, it's, it's, it's the kind of thing where you go through, you're so focused in unraveling something after the fact, you realize what happened and you're like, Whoa, we just did that. <laughs> Holy crap. Right. <laughs> so there's a, there's a lot of um, humility involved because you realize it's not your ego driver at all doing this stuff. Uh, so yeah, you, we, as you do this work and you unravel your intuitive blind spots, you see who you are more and more and more in the bigger picture and the abilities that come with that level of who you are. So a lot of these, um, you know, infiltrations that have happened, uh, we are far more capable than, than what, we're told we can do, we can, we, I and mean, we can 86, any kind of ET consciousness that we don't want on this planet. We, the human race can actually completely end their ability to manifest here. We just mm -hmm. have to have that collective consensus and, you know, human, that's why dividing and polarizing and making people enemies is such a part, big part of the program, because if we all consolidated about right. something, exactly right, we would retake this world in an, in an instant, in a day, you know, it'd be ours again. Mm -hmm. so, Absolutely. Yeah. Again, so, why disclosure is so important for us all. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I've heard there's some crazy stuff that will start happening soonish. And like yeah. you mentioned, the government mm -hmm. will be behind some of the fake 
invasions, I guess, so to speak. Um. Yes. Yeah. Actually, I had a dream. I had a dream about that. Yeah. You know, so just, just a little chime in about that. I, you know, I felt that coming too, because I even came to me in my, in a dream, but Mm. very recently something shifted and I'm thinking that the, the enough people, so many people of the collective are awake that that might not work. It might not work because you guys got to realize ETs, extraterrestrials, interdimensional beings, star people, whatever you want to call them, they have been interacting with humanity for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. There are many grounded teachings who have been opened up to all that are willing to connect and hear and listen and transmissions for all who are willing to receive, to wake up to our relationship to ETs. So there are quite literally millions and millions and millions of humans on this planet that know ETs exist, that know we have a relationship with them. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. That know that know the basic landscape, right? So they won't get the reaction that they want. Right. It's, there's a big chance they won't get the reaction that they want. <laughs> That's what I'm seeing anyway. Just rec- very recently that, that came to my awareness. So. Hmm. That's good to know. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's all perspective, right? Everybody, everybody has their way of seeing things and how what's really going on here. Um, the uh, oh, it, the other thing I heard, which I think there might be weight to, is a, um, a giant solar flash. Have you heard this th- hypothesis as well? I think so, but uh, not in a. Depending if it, if it's for the. For what purposes? Uh, a massive solar flash that will wake humanity up in an instant. Yes, yes, that's the one. Yeah. Okay, because yeah. I've heard like it was a bad thing, but then I've also heard sometime soon, maybe this year, that it would, yeah, it would be a huge flash. Right, right, right. Um, so my mother-in-law pointed out, which is very surprising that she did this, but she's like, did you know, She was. it was February, she's like, did you know we've had a major solar flare every day this month? And I was like, wow, I didn't, (laughs) I didn't know. I wasn't tracking that. Okay. Um, But there, but if you notice when we have a lot of solar flares, there's a lot of energy that that's hitting this planet and people start freaking out, right? Like the stress and anxiety really climaxes because, you know, this frequency is so intense. It really challenges our ego driver in many ways. And, uh, you know, it's a lot for our body to process. So that hypothesis of a great solar flash waking up humanity in instant, you know, see, there's evidence for that. And then there's also dream time tracking. I, you know, I mentioned I do the dream time healing project. Well, in another interview that you did, and you know, I get to track dreams of many, many, many dreamers, psychic intuitives around the planet, and a lot of those dreams are showing signs of something like that could be on its way. So um, I'm not saying definitively either or because we're all in different timelines and different places, but um, on the current trajectory that I'm on, it feels like that's something that is in the cards, definitely. Well, something to look forward to, even though it may be uncomfortable, but something to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why our compass needs to be so sharp because we can't go off of having symptoms or not or feeling bad or not. We can't go off of that at all. Yeah, lot, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of things that are waking us up is really painful <laughs> while it's happening. <laughs> well, the good thing is it doesn't have to last long. 
Oh, there you go. Okay. So you're for, you're for the rip it off the bandaid. That's what yeah. that's, that's your, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, go. Right, right. <laughs> well, there's conversation about that. Like I said, you know, there's many different um, star beings interacting with humans and some feel like humans need more time so they can integrate. So it could be more graceful and others are kind of like where, where you're at. It's like, no, I think it's time to rip the bandaid off. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, well, I'm glad that your Light Body Academy can help people guide everyone through their journeys, whichever pace that they decide. So Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for, for giving us your insight. Yeah, and you I for look forward to having, to having more. <laughs> yeah, thanks. It's great to be here with you.